Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Raising Good Humans. I'm Dr. Aliza, and today's episode is with author Derek Barnes, who's a New York Times bestselling author. His previous children's book, The King of Kindergarten and Crown, an Ode to the Fresh Cut, are really spectacular books. And his new book that just came out is called I Am Every Good Thing. And it's just not a conversation with a children's book author, which is super interesting. But this is a conversation with Derek, the children's book author who is changing the world because he's writing books about the everyday life of of black and brown boys. He's writing a book, lifting and affirming black and brown boys. This doesn't exist. You could go look at your bookshelves. I'm sure everybody has really rich libraries and diverse libraries, but you can't find these kinds of books. And these also are just poetry and art because the um, illustrator Gordon James is also a classical artist. So they're just magnificent paintings turned into the pictures for the books. But importantly, what we're going to talk about is, you know, when you read a book to a child, especially a book about a subject they're not familiar with or a person who looks unfamiliar to them, they're going to generalize because that's developmentally appropriate under the age of eight. So if they're going to generalize and the exposure that they get is this beautiful book, I Am Every Good Thing, you're changing the way they perceive black and brown boys. You're changing the way black and brown boys perceive themselves. You can actually make huge, huge changes in our culture and society by making a commitment to beautiful children's literature. So I asked him to come on the podcast and also to read this book because it's just a beautiful poem. I think kids uh, pay attention to what you do and not what you say. And I feel like we live this life every single day. I try to empower them, uplift them every single day. And I tell people all the time that our boys are stars in the house because when they step outside the door, they, they're not going to get this kind of treatment. So I just want to build them up. And uh, every single page in this book is something that they've, that they've heard before. You know what I mean? So they're just used to me. I think they're, they're tired of my, you know, gibberish, my 
motivational speaker, daily motivational speaker talk. (laughs) When you take certain kids, like from the 80s, there was like a big movement of like telling kids they could do anything and be anything. And a lot of these kind of millennial kids ended up being, you know, waiting to be told they were president of the company or something and not wanting to to work for it. But it's like a really white thing. Like it was a really white, I, I never really saw it that way. But now that I heard you talking, I was like, oh, that's not a parenting thing. That's a, that's, that's about white kids coming in feeling entitled. And yeah. that's a very different kind of praise that's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, you know, there's, there's something, I, I just turned 45 and there's something that every black parent tells their child all the way back you know, my my mother's parents told her this, that in order to make it in this society, you have to be twice as good, that you have to put in the work every single day to be twice as good. Because more often than not, these positions and these opportunities are going to go mm-hmm. to somebody white, probably, and they are not going to be as qualified as you are. So you have to prove your worth. And, and you know, so I say that we praise our sons, but there's, there's a lot of balance that goes on there, too. In regards to tolerance, teaching them how to be how to be gentlemen, uh, how to present themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? So we talk about humility a lot. We sit down every Sunday and every Wednesday at the dining room table, and uh, we just I try to go around the table and let everyone talk about how they're feeling in regards to school and everything. And one of the things I asked them yesterday is, do they feel pressure? Because I do feel like I put a lot of pressure on them, and yeah. some of it, some of it, I don't mean to. Because of what I do, and you know, my wife is a is a physician. Both right, of us were like two high achievers. Students. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and so I I had to have a talk with her that these boys may not grow up, you know, to be physicians. They may not grow up to be surgeons, engineers, or whatever. We have to put all of our energy into making sure we uh, build good people because they're gonna go out into this world. And hopefully they become husbands, fathers, maybe not. But we want them to be good people if they come from our loins and carry our name. You know what I mean? That is more important. You know, and and, and as the boys have gotten older, like my eldest boy has a, a girlfriend. They were friends like two years in high school. Then they became boyfriend, girlfriend. They've been, they've been together for about two and a half years now. And my wife loves her. But I remember before he got a girlfriend, she was very picky about who they should date and all those kind of things. And I've really let all those kind of things go. Now, I don't know if I would be the same if we had daughters, but you really can't can't control those type of things. The only thing I'm concerned about is making sure that I've given them every good thing that I possibly can before they leave the house. And that's the only thing you can control, really. So, you know, I, I, I try to balance the praise with making sure I stay on them. And, you know, we talk about prioritizing again, talking about how there are no off days. So there's a whole work ethic thing. So there's a lot that goes into that. Like, you owe, I say this all, you owe me, you owe our ancestors, people who have fought and, and died. You know, every single right that Black people have in this country, they were not just handed over on our silver platter. We had, we had to fight for everything, for the right to vote, for the right to just exist. You know what I mean? So you not only owe me and your mom who, you know, my wife came from Compton. From the um, yeah. she came from Los Angeles. I came from a single parent household right in the hood in Kansas City, Missouri, and we've come a long way. So they owe us. They owe our ancestors, 
And uh, so there is pressure there, but I think it's good pressure. And all of them, so even my nine-year-old was like, you know, we're good with the pressure. It's good. You know, it's, it's kind of heavy sometimes, but it keeps me on my toes. And then I think the results are they start to expect a lot from themselves. And so you know that you have to put the work in in order to become uh, one of the best football players in the state of North Carolina, to become one of the top engineering students at your at your school. You know what I mean? So yeah. then you don't have to do anything because they know what's expected of them. You know? And uh, this has been so much fun, man. I would do this over a million times. I love parenting these dudes, man, even though they drive me crazy. It's, it's fun. Addiction is an epidemic in this country and clean cause is on a mission to support recovery in America. 50% of the profits support individuals in recovery from alcohol and drug addiction and clean cause gives where you swig and allocates sober living scholarships across the country where you can drink clean. To date, clean has granted over 1500 sober living scholarships representing more than $750,000. Clean Cause beverages are organic, sparkling yerba mate, containing 160 milligrams of better caffeine. Clean Cause drinks provides a smooth sailing pick-me-up and sustained energy without the crash or jitters. And it's great for keeping focused on work, to boost a workout, to keep you having energy, running around with your kids. It's available in eight super refreshing, low and no calorie, low and no sugar flavors, including blackberry, watermelon mint, peach, and my favorite, cherry lime. Clean Cause beverages are USDA organic, plant-based, and contain natural flavors. And Clean Cause is available nationwide at Whole Foods, on Amazon, and at cleancause.com. Be sure to take 20% off your next purchase at cleancause.com using the code HUMANS, H-U-M-A-N-S. Every purchase makes a big difference in support of addiction recovery. Plus, it's delicious, so it's kind of a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and, more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. Oh my God, I love that. You know, it's it's funny because there has been a lot of panic from parents like not putting pressure on their kids, but what you just said is exactly... It's the, it's the thing. It's the pressure is not the problem. The expectations is not the problem. It's when there isn't that underlying sense of, I love you no matter what. And that's what you just described is like this unconditional love and support. And we're with you. And also we expect a lot of you. And when you have that love and support, you get to do, you get to have those expectations and there you go. But now what is this Sunday, Wednesday thing? Is it like yeah. officially a family meeting or is it when you guys know that you're going to sit down and, and kind of check oh, yeah. in? Yeah, we go over a Bible verse and we talk about it and we talk about how that, you know, connects with what's going on with us right now. And then we just go around the table and everyone talks about like, like you know, now, especially with, you know, how the classes are going. My wife um, keeps up with, it's, a, it's an app called Canvas where you keep up with, all their assignments and power school, we keep up with their grades. So we make sure we talk to all their teachers. But you know, 
everyone goes off into their own space. For the last three weeks, uh, I bought the Airbnb next door, and they were getting ready in the morning and, and, and going next door to go to school. But oh my God, that's so they walked yeah, to school across to the the next door. Next door, yeah, they were they were there for three weeks, but now they're back yeah. home. Everybody gets in their own space, but. On Sundays, we do that. And then on Wednesday, it's just like a meal. We check to make sure everyone's all right emotionally and, you know, getting out. You know, sometimes we have to force two of them to get out of the house and just exercise, get mm-hmm. sun. Well, not really exercise. Everyone is pretty fit. You know, all my guys exercise. But, you know, I, I think I think they can get kind of sucked in to the doldrums of just things not being normal. And so I think mm-hmm. it's important that we check on them, make sure they're doing well. And they really value one-on-one time too. You know, it's really important that we go somewhere and just talk alone, you know, away from everybody else. So yesterday was good. Yesterday was a good talk. Was it with one in particular? The boy that's on the cover of Crown, he mm-hmm. really values, I, I think they all value one-on-one time, but I think he really values one-on-one time because he's, He's the most complicated one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but um, he, he opens up more, a little bit more when we're one-on-one because I think, but I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been in the house of boys. Everybody's competitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and no, I, do, <laughs> I, I actually have much less experience with boys because I have all daughters, even my dog's a girl. And... Um, and I grew up with a sister. And so I definitely have had much more female energy around me. My nephews, you know, of course I know boys and have godsons and all that, but it is, it's interesting because yeah, a household with four boys is not something I can even imagine for a day. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's something, you know, the fact that we sit down twice a week and I am, I am the type of man, obviously, because... I do it for a living. I don't have a problem with expressing, you know, the way I feel and my mm-hmm. thoughts. And I think hopefully I am modeling that so that when they become husbands and their fathers, they'll be able to do that as well. But when you're 13, 14, 12, you don't really understand how to do that. I think, I think he has the hardest time with that. So um, I have to always try to carve out time to just sit down and talk with him. Maybe we go somewhere, go to the car wash or whatever, but, that's what I was going to ask you. How do you get, because it's really important to model and teach boys how to express their emotions. Cause it's just not, you know, most adult dads are not, didn't have the experience of learning how to do that. So how do you do that? You know, just, uh, you know, I guess it's just in the way that I treat them and the way that they see me treating their mothers. I'm, I mean, their mother, mothers. Not, He's going to love that. (laughs) (laughs) The way they see me treating their mom, I'm really affectionate. I don't have a problem with hugging them, kissing them on the forehead, that kind of thing. I grew up without a dad. So, you know, I guess the blessing of that is I was able to kind of form my own way of, you know, being a father. I had four uncles in Kansas City that would come around and, and spend a lot of time with us. There were four different type of dads, so I kind of pulled, pulled from all four of them, you know. And, uh, man, but, you know, one thing I realized, too, is that I'm only one type of man. Mm-hmm. So I can't, be, I, can't be any, I can't be anything else. I, I can teach them the poetry of Derek Walcott and 
talk about how masterful John Coltrane's music is, but I don't know how to change the transmission. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't be what I'm not. So everything mm-hmm. I, that I am, hopefully they're doing what I did when I grew up. Just try to pull from everything that they could use to carry off into their adulthood. So we'll see how that works. <laughs> You already know the importance of taking care of your skin, whether you're worried about dullness, redness, fine lines, or acne. Trying to find the right treatment can be frustrating. And now there's a simpler, smarter solution to skincare. Meet Rory, a digital health clinic for women. Rory is the sister brand of Roman. Like Roman, they make it simple to connect with a healthcare professional online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you all from the comfort of your home, which is what we're all looking for. You go on your phone or computer, complete a free online consultation, and you'll hear back from the U.S. licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. And if it's appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works for just you and your skin. With Rory, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. Your custom skincare is delivered right to you with free two-day shipping. And you can also follow up with a healthcare professional anytime if you need to make a change to your treatment or you have any questions. They're with you every step of the way on your skincare journey. With Rory, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. Go to hellorory.com slash humans to try out Nightly Defense for just $5. It's free to chat with a doctor and your first order is just $5. That's Hello Rory. H-E-L-L-O-R-O-R-Y dot com slash humans. Buffy makes bedding that is earth-friendly and cruelty-free. Buffy has spent sleepless nights worrying about the impact of the bedding industry on the environment. And so they decided to change it. Their products are made using sustainable and recycled materials, which makes them as soft on the planet as they are on your bed. And the latest products, The Breeze, is a comforter made entirely from 100% eucalyptus fiber to regulate temperature and to keep you cool and comfortable all night long. That means no more night sweats. You can get cozy without overheating. It's 100% plant-based, so the design is breathable and it keeps you at a comfortable temperature in a way that polyester and down-filled comforters simply cannot. And the breeze is made of eucalyptus fabric inside and out. And so it's softer than cotton and naturally soothes the skin. It's earth friendly. Eucalyptus uses 10 times less water than cotton to grow. And its fiber is produced using recyclable earth friendly solvents. It's hypoallergenic and its high thread count shuts out dust, mold and mites for a healthier sleeping environment. And it's cruelty free, no down. The breeze brings wellness to bed. So why not choose 100% plant-based bedding that's better for you and the earth? Plus, Buffy offers a free trial. You can try a comforter in your own bed for free. And if you don't love it, return it at no cost. So if you want $20 off your Buffy comforter, just visit Buffy.co and enter the code HUMANS, H-U-M-A-N-S. Again, for $20 off, you can visit Buffy.co and enter the code HUMANS. So can we read a little bit of your book just because I do think that the, that the words that you, that it's poetry, it is poetry because I'm changing my lens too. Like, yes, I do really feel 
it's so important for all kids to read books where there's just a celebration of black boys because that's not i mean if i think about our bookcase when my kids were little that's not you know we, well, those books didn't exist really i mean yeah like we the characters were, were you know runaway slaves or they were in the civil rights movement uh, yes exactly stereotypical kind of uh roles for these characters i feel like we had like lessons in our books like we had the books that taught you the lessons we had snowy day but that's um and we had but like we didn't have there weren't opportunities to not have books where i was consciously like saying i want to make sure that my kids have exposure to different faces and skin colors and to stories but it was about that it wasn't just like celebrating this day and this joy of this particular yeah. um kid or you know it, it it was almost like everything was either a deep discussion of injustice or nothing. And yeah. so I'm so um, mm-hmm. grateful for this. And I'll put all of your books in the show notes. But more importantly, for Black children, these books are so important. So the side thing is that this is a benefit for my kids and other kids. And I don't know that that was on your mind, nor did it need to be on your mind. But it is the side benefit that everybody needs to be looking at these books. All children yeah. need to see them. But on your mind is like, who does this benefit? Well, I wrote this book because I started writing a poem after Trayvon Martin was murdered. And I put I put the poem down in 2014, I think. Michael Brown was killed in uh, outside of St. Louis. And then Tamir Rice was killed in, in uh, Cleveland. So I picked it back up and then I put it down. I, hadn't, I didn't pick it up again until 2018. Mm-hmm. When the clothing company H and M put out an ad, it was a international ad, and it had a, a like a nine year old black boy, a beautiful little black boy with a green hoodie, and across it it said "Coolest Monkey in the Jungle." And so I picked the point back up, really heated, and I I, I wanted to write down all the universal good things that make up every single child on this planet because I started noticing also the narrative that when black children unarmed black children were killed by adults or by police officers. There was always this narrative created in order to justify this child being murdered. Like maybe he experimented with, you know, marijuana or they found the worst Mm -hmm. pictures they can find of him uh, on, you know, his Instagram uh, page just to justify this this child's murder. And it still goes on now. And you think about George um, Floyd's murder, you know, for weeks Mm -hmm. they were, they they put out, try to put out as many negative things as they possibly could right. about this movie, which had nothing to do with that exact moment when he, when he had a knee on his neck for That's right. almost eight minutes, you know? So I wanted to counter all the negative stereotypes because, you know, I find myself feeling like I have to write bo- um, books for Black boys because, you know, you know, even though things have gotten better in this industry, I still feel like there's, there's still a, a, a broad range of boys who are not being you know, represented. Yeah. But I have to remind myself that I am also writing for white parents and white children who may not have black boys in their immediate environment. And the only thing they have to pull from are rap videos or movies or things that they see on the news. Mm-hmm. And I think we've always been that way in this country. You know, I, I think we are really segregated. 
Yep. And we only pull from our negative experiences of each other. So I feel like every black artist in this country has the obligation to, I don't care if you're a rapper or, or a macrame artist, you have an obligation to present black people in a true, honest, good light, if you possibly can. And because I write children's books, and I have four boys. I am going to continue to write books like this for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't have to write a book called I Am Every Good Thing. I feel with affirmations about black boys. But two, those images and those uh, narratives change about them. I will continue to crank them out, you know. Mm-hmm. So can I read the whole book after the dedication? Uh, please. I didn't. I, I, I was hoping that you would. Uh, I dedicate this book to Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, E.J. Bradford, Jordan Edwards, Michael Brown, Jordan Davis, and Julian Mallory. And the amazing illustrator of this book, uh, Gordon C. James, uh, dedicated to his son Gabriel and all little brothers like him. Shopping for kids' clothes just got 10 times better. Thanks to Rockets of Awesome, a magical box of kids' clothes delivered straight to your door each season. The brand designs the coolest kids' clothes with special details and super soft fabrics that kids want to wear every day, plus quality parents can depend on. Kids can't wait to see what's inside their personalized boxes, and parents know that they're getting incredible value for high-quality clothes, all from the comfort of home. A few reasons why Rackets of Awesome is awesome. First of all, great savings and value because it's just consistently delivering stylish, high-quality clothing at an accessible price point. For growing children, that's kind of a big deal. And it pays to stock up because the larger the box, the bigger the savings. You can save up to 45%. And kids get so excited about the one-of-a-kind styles and unique features and their clothes are kid-tested for comfort. So they're itch-free, scratch-free. They don't even have tags most of the time. And everything's mix and match, machine washable, and made with super soft fabrics that are built for all-day play. And you have complete control over what comes to your child's box. So you can choose how many items you want, five, eight, or 12, and swap out items before the box ships. There's no commitment. You can cancel or skip the box anytime. It's legitimately ideal for busy parents. It's a no-risk guarantee. And you pay a $20 styling fee up front. And then they credit it toward anything you keep. And then once the box arrives, you keep and you pay for what you love and you send back the rest for free. And if nothing works, it's fine too. They will refund your styling fee. It's so, so easy. So to get started, you take a short quiz about your child's style preferences, which is just fun to engage them in the process of choosing their clothes. And then you choose the size box you want, five, eight, or 12 items, and they take care of the rest. The unboxing experience is endlessly magical and it's like a celebration every time. And your kids can even color the inside of the box like it's a coloring book. And they're just awesome illustrations and they just make it happy and fun. Rockets of Awesome makes shopping for kids easy, convenient, and actually a blast for the whole family. Take their quiz, sign up today risk-free at rocketsofawesome.com slash humans. Use the promo code H-U-M-A-N-S for 20% off your first box. That's rocketsofawesome.com dot com slash humans and use the promo code humans. I am a nonstop ball of energy, powerful and full of life. I'm a go-getter, a difference maker. 
a leader. I am every good thing that makes the world go round, you know, like gravity or the glow of moonbeams over a field of brand new snow. I am good to the core, like the center of a cinnamon roll. Yeah, that good. Hmm. I am skateboard tricks, scraped knees and elbows. But you know what? I am right back on my feet again. I am one eye open, one eye closed, peeking through a microscope, gazing through a telescope, checking out the spaces around me and plotting out those far off places I have yet to go, but will. I am a gentleman and a scholar. I'm kind and polite like, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, helping my grandmother to cross the street and saying bless you when a stranger has to sneeze. I'm a cool breeze, a perfect paper airplane that glides for blocks, for miles, forever. I am a roaring flame of creativity. I'm a lightning round of questions and a star-filled sky of solutions. I'm an explorer planting a flag on every square foot of this planet where I belong. I am a sponge soaking up information, knowledge, and wisdom. I want it all, and I am all ears. Mm. I am Saturday mornings in the summertime. From two bounces and a front flip off of the diving board. I am hilarious. I am the life of the party. I am that smile forming on your face right now. I'm the boom, bap, boom, boom, bap. When the bass line thumps and the kick drum jumps, I'm the perfect beat and the perfect rhyme, keeping everything on point and always on time. But you already knew that. I am a grand slam, bases fully loaded. I'm a nasty two-handed dunk, hold it on to the rim just to remind you that I'm still the man. Believe that. I am the undisputed champion. I am a highlight reel of magnificence. I am the celebration, the applause, and the standing ovation. I am victory. I am a brother, a son, a nephew, a favorite cousin, a grandson. I am a friend. I am real. I am tight hugs and a hand to hold, a shoulder to cry on if you have to. I hope you never have to. I am here. Although I am something like a superhero, every now and then I am afraid. I'm not what they might call me and I will not answer to any name that is not my own. I am what I say I am. I am that sound in the forest when the mighty tree falls. I'm waves crashing gently on the shore. I'm a force of nature, a miracle, a blessing. I am brave, I am hope, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. I am worthy of success, of respect, of safety, of kindness, of happiness, and without a shadow of a doubt, I am worthy to be loved. I am worthy to be loved. Thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. I love reading that book. <laughs> it is just everything. It is every good thing. And to anybody who doesn't know the power of these books, we have nothing else to start with. Yeah. Like for black and brown boys to come out and have this book, 
for white kids who are never potentially even going to have anything. Like you said, if your first idea about somebody, especially because until kids are eight, they will generalize. So if their first image of a black or brown boy is this book, that's what they're going to think of black and brown boys. Thank you for giving this tool for everybody. Doesn't it seem so obvious? <laughs> like, how did this not? Yeah. How was this not a thing? Yeah, yeah. This, um, you know, we we uh, we have athletes, and so we talk about. You know, one of the things I'm I'm working on a book right now called Incredibly Human. Henson Blaze. It's about a boy that's a super athlete. Uh, it's in a fictional town, uh, Mississippi, and the white residents. I've been waiting for this boy to play sports because they they want to have a athlete that they can hang their hat on like other towns that, that are surrounding. But uh, because of a attack of a nine-year-old black boy, you know, in town, and there's no empathy from any of the people that usually praise him. He decides not to play high school football and they turn on him immediately. So, you know, one of the things I tell my sons, you know, people always ask, are any of them going to be artists? Only only one wants to be a professional athlete. I say, America has been entertained by black folks long enough, man. If you're going to entertain them, let's take, your, let's take our resources and put it back into our communities to build up schools and, and build up black, you know, businesses and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, man, I, I, I look at what's happening in our sports right now, and the same people who can't say Black Lives Matter are the ones that are upset that, uh, you know, when the NBA players walked off the field last, I uh, mean, you know, the court last week. You want us to entertain you, but you can't even utter three words that, that just make common sense. No, obviously all lives matter, but white lives in this country have been the default. So, you know, it, it, uh, man, <laughs> goodness gracious, just three little words, you know? Yeah, no. We, we, we have so much work to do, but I, I feel optimistic about when things get back to what we consider normal, there's going to be a new normal. I feel really good about that. You know, the things are going to open up and change a little bit. 